Bobby Kennedy Jr., ladies and gentlemen. I want y'all to know, scientifically speaking, y'all are awesome. Thank you for your time and attention and for being here. For our next speaker, I'd like to direct your attention to the drum Jumbotrons coming in via Zoom. Dr. Tess Lowry is a co-founder of the World Council for Health, director of the Evidence-Based Medicine Consultancy, and the founder of BIRD, the British Ivermectin Recommendation Development Initiative. Please welcome Dr. Tess Lowry. Hello, DC. Land of the brave, welcome to a new day, the day that we remember who we are. We have been living in a world full of fear and we've forgotten how we thrive. So I'm here on behalf of the World Council for Health to help you remember. Human beings are courageous and resilient. We are loving and trusting. We are joyful, we are connected, and most importantly, we are free. It's together we thrive, together with love, together with friends and family, and in communities. As part of nature, we thrive outdoors. We thrive with respect and autonomy. We thrive with privacy and purpose. We thrive when we feel safe and heard. We thrive with different points of view and we thrive with meaning to life. The process of undermining the human spirit did not begin with COVID-19. It began a very long time ago. Disconnecting us from one another is key to controlling us. And when we forget who we are, when we disconnect from each other, we are easy game. So I remind you again, human beings are courageous and resilient. Don't forget what we do, we do because we choose to do. We think because we think because we choose to think. What we learn, we learn because we choose to learn. And what we are, we are because we choose to be. Nobody should make us do, think, learn, or be anything we do not choose. We are responsible for ourselves because we are free. I am free, you are free. Remember, it's time to step away from fear. Starting today, this is reality. The opportunity for real change has arrived. We will no longer tolerate interference in our rights and our choices. We will say, no, thank you. We remember what is good for us. There's a better way and we are creating it together. We will take it from here. We are one. Sending you much love and courage, DC, from the World Council for Health. 
We wish you a peaceful and impactful day. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Dr. Lowry. Our next speaker is an author, international speaker, and minister of Islam on a mission to bring people together, stop violence, and make our world a better place for all to live in. Please welcome to the stage, Riza Islam. Oh, y'all can do better than that? You can do much better than that. Come on, come on. This is the example of what you get when you choose to attack all members of the human family. This is what you get when you decide to go after a person's child. This is what you get when you choose to attack men, women, medical professionals, those with degrees, those without degrees, and all in between. I bring you greetings on behalf of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, who is my leader, my teacher, and my guide. And I have to make it very clear that they really didn't expect all of this. Give yourselves another round of applause. Come on, come on, come on, come on. It says in the book of Psalms 133, how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell together in unity. In the Holy Quran, chapter 3, verse 103, it says, And behold, firmly, hold firmly to the rope of Allah, all together, and become not divided, and remember the favor that I have given unto you. When you were enemies, and he brought your hearts together, you became, in his favor, brothers. The Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, Our unity is more powerful than a hydrogen or an atomic bomb. And the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said that we should argue over religion after we are free. I have to make this very clear that, please give another hand to Robert Kennedy Jr. and all of those who spoke before me. We can do better than that. Come on, show some love. Come on, come on. That man came to me in 2015 when no one in the black community would listen to what is happening to black people as it pertains to vaccines. We thought Tuskegee was it. He came to us and said, there is something happening now that is far worse than Tuskegee ever was. He met with me and I brought my minister, the Western Regional Minister for the Nation of Islam, Minister Tony Muhammad, once we received that data, we brought that information to the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Once he received the data, he said, Mr. Kennedy, not only am I going to bring this information to our community, but I'm going to bring it to the entire world. And he did at the 20th year anniversary of the Million Man March. That was streamed to over 42 countries, to over 1.2 billion human beings across planet Earth. Y'all can clap for that. Come on now, come on. I find it no coincidence that we are standing where Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. made his great I Have a Dream speech. Give a round of applause and show love to our beloved ancestor, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. A powerful man, a beautiful man, an articulate man. We like to hear the I Have a Dream speech. We like to hear Mountaintop, but we have run that a little too deep, I would say. 
The last two years of Dr. King's life is when he woke up from that dream. He was interviewed in 1967 on NBC and he said, I must confess that that dream I had has in many ways turned into a nightmare. And this is one of the circumstances that he was referring to. What would cause a Muslim, a Christian, and the members of the Jewish community to stop arguing? You can laugh. It must be something pretty big. This circumstance has made Satan obviously the one who has declared war on all of humanity. Is that right? Is that right? Okay then, well let me make it very clear, not only did he declare war on all of us, but as you see in the audience, you see those who are Muslims, Christians, those in the Jewish community, those who are a part of the spiritual systems, those who are non-religious, Democrats, Republicans, white, black, everyone all in between. This is the example that they do not want to see, but they have no choice. You used the black community yet again to push poison. You played the people while pimping us. Did I say it clearly? Say it again. You used the black community. Pardon me, you used, pimped the black community and played everyone else. They used our artists, they used our athletes, our singers, our rappers to ensnare the masses of humanity while saying the same old tired statement, safe and effective, safe and effective. But you never told them the science. You never told them the data. And you never allowed them to ask the proper questions, but now we are here to answer those for them. And as I close, we do know how to read. I know you didn't think we read. Even though it was illegal, I think it's been legal for quite some time. But we read the VAERS information. We read all of the data. We have debated with some of your scientists, some of your quote unquote medical professionals, and we have found that there were so many things that you have omitted that Mr. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. outlined beautifully, but Tuskegee was not the worst. You experimented on 1,500 children in LA in the 90s. You experimented on over 20,000 black and brown women in the prisons of California. You experimented on inmates in Philadelphia. You have experimented on our people for quite some time and as demonstrated with some of those vaccine injured, you have experimented on over one million and potentially over a billion people recently with this new quote unquote vaccine. So this has been the mass COVID experiment. Did you hear me? Wanna make sure you stand with me. Almost done. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan in his July 4th, 2020 address called the Criterion. He stated, quote, if you attempt to force this on us, we will take that as a declaration of war. And before anyone attempts to take that as a soundbite and use that as a threat, let me go ahead and make a familiar quote because you know how they do. This sounds quite familiar. I believe a founding father by the name of Benjamin Franklin made the statement that, quote, 
rebellion to tyrants is obedience to God. So I think we are in the epitome of what is called an American. I think we are following what it is called to be an American. And the last I will say here, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan warned the Pope, he warned the President at the time, he warned every member in Africa as it pertains to the leadership and he warned all members of the human family and he told them, we do not want your vaccine. Did he say it? Did he say it? Did he say it? So he is not one as the most honorable Elijah Muhammad taught him. He said, don't speak for one, speak for the whole. The challenges have been issued and not one of these medical professionals, not one of these scientists, Fauci nor Gates, have answered the challenge, but I believe from this point on, we must continue to issue the challenge. You must face the challenge. Does that make sense? We have the right and the freedom, as you have stated under the First Amendment of the United States Constitution to our practice of religion, our practice of the freedom of press, our religious freedoms, and as it pertains to speech, and as that pertains to assembly. Are these the First Amendment freedoms that they guarantee to us? Yes. Are they? Yes. Well, if these are the First Amendment freedoms, then I will say we as a people have to continue to come together, regardless of your color, regardless of your creed, regardless of your religion, regardless of whatever you call yourself, because to them, none of that matters. Our enemies don't argue over religion while we do, but we need to end that today. So thank you very much for listening. Let us continue to come together. The fight is on. The fight is on. And I pray Allah blesses each and every one of us. Assalamu alaikum. Let's give it up for Mr. Islam one more time. You feel empowered hearing him? Woo! Our next speaker is a teacher, author, and lecturer in Orthodox Jewish community and holds a degree in Talmudic law. Please welcome to the stage, Rabbi Zev Epstein. Epstein didn't kill himself. This is a cool view. Not just the monument and the memorial, but the people. Thank you for coming out. Rabbi sometimes has to assess a life and death situation. And the code of Jewish law gives the rabbi a protocol. The rabbi does not get to decide what he thinks is the medical or scientific reality. He must listen to the doctors. Any MD or PhD who comes forward with credentials, with scientific or medical training, with years of experience, and with scholarly publications is given a voice, even if his is a minority opinion even if he's going against a great wave of colleagues. The Code of Jewish Law obligates the rabbi to listen to that doctor's opinion. Because the Talmud, which is the source of the Jewish law, values wisdom over popularity. Wisdom is not the exclusive heritage of any one group. One must accept the truth from whomsoever speaks it. It is anathema to the Talmudic tradition to dismiss or deride any academic or intellectual. So it's horrifying for me, a student of the Talmud, to see that in America today, 
a community of tens of thousands of doctors and scientists who are questioning or disagreeing with the popular scientific belief are being dismissed as a fringe element. They're being labeled pseudoscientists and spreaders of misinformation. So when I hear someone say, hey, there's a pandemic on, you have to forget about your religious freedoms, I say, no, sir. There's a debate on, and I will not forget my religious freedoms. The Code of Jewish Law also rules that in matters of health, we must err on the side of caution. To many rabbis, that means not giving the vaccine to children or to pregnant women, discouraging the vaccine for the young and healthy or those who have recovered from COVID. And furthermore, vaccination for anyone must remain a personal choice employers, heads of schools, and the keepers of any public place may not coerce others to vaccinate with the threat of barring them or banishing them. But when rabbis give forth that ruling, they're oftentimes labeled anti-vaxxers. And when American citizens choose of their own accord to follow the common sense advice of the dissenting doctors when they choose not to vaccinate, they're labeled as reckless and selfish and dangerous and infectious. So the first order of business is to remind ourselves of the great values of ideals, the great ideals of respect and tolerance, so that all Americans can assess the public health question with clarity. Many Orthodox rabbis support the message of this rally. Among them are some of the leading sages in America. I asked one of these sages, what message should I deliver at the rally? He said, That's Yiddish. It means, tell them that although man is endowed with free choice, God, the creator of the universe, is the one who manages and controls our world, and he is watching us. So even though we're all opposed to mandates, there's one mandate we must never oppose. It's God's mandate. It's three words. Choose the good. God tells us this in the Torah, in the Bible, but it's a mandate that transcends religion. It applies equally to members of all faiths. It applies to the great global community of the unaffiliated faithful. And it even applies to those who choose not to believe in God at all. To that third group, God says, with his benevolence and patience, my dear children, you may not believe in me, but I believe in you, that you will do what is right by each other, that you will choose the good, and that you will be good people. Marginalization of academics is bad. Vilification of fellow citizens is bad. Supporting policies of segregation and discrimination is bad. And the suppression of dissent in any public matter is really bad. Many of our elected officials are worthy and hardworking, but they're human. They may make bad choices. When that happens in a government of the people and by the people, it's the sacred duty and obligation of the American people to set them straight and choose the good. Does the vaccine prevent transmission? We've heard today that it doesn't. If you help coerce your neighbor to, to vaccinate, are you safer? Do not assault your neighbor's dignity and personal liberties and religious freedom in the name of public health when there is no scientific unanimity that you are indeed helping the public health. 
Go with what you know. Choose the good. And I can tell you, God will bless and protect all Americans who follow his mandate and who choose the good. Thank you. Freedom lovers, please give it up one more time for Rabbi Zev Epstein. Our next speaker is a spiritual leader, educator, publisher, human rights activist, ghostwriter, author, and traveled across the globe to share a message of hope, personal destiny, and to promote balanced education. Please welcome to the stage, Dr. Aaron Lewis. They've got a, a Muslim, a Jew, and a Christian. Y'all know that Congress in the United States Senate must be in some real trouble. I give honor to my brothers, uh, Rabbi Zeb, my, my brother, Minister uh, Riza, and also I give honor to Bobby Kennedy, who's been on this fight for a long time. And every single one of you, as I get started, I just wanted to let you know that I love you from the bottom of my heart and, um, and will do anything for you. Last night I went to bed and I had good sleep, but this morning I woke up and I was a little bit tired. And, um, and the reason why I was tired is because uh, the world has changed, but not changed for the better. I, I, I'm, I'm tired of the corporations who have superimposed their authority over all of their employees to have the audacity to believe that they have the right to decide whether your faith is genuine or not. I, I'm tired of it. I'm tired. I'm tired of the medical doctors who sit on boards and say things like they know more about how to care for your children and what should go into your children's body than the mothers that birth them and raise them. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of school boards. The puppets that they put on school boards all over America that have no guts whatsoever to say that if you really, really want to educate our kids, we'll open back up the schools, unmask our kids, and let them play like normal kids do. I'm especially tired of my fellow pastors that because the government told them to shut the churches down and my brothers who I love, the rabbis who the government told to shut down the synagogues, listened to the government and didn't listen to God. I'm tired that we are being manipulated I'm tired that we are being experimented on. I'm tired of a United States Congress and Senate that is doing nothing to protect the American people. I'm tired of the disrespect to the military. My brother is in the military. My uncle was in World War II. My cousin died in Vietnam. And we have an administration 
that disregards and denigrates the people who are willing to die for us. I'm tired of it. Tired of the people that sit in these seats that originate, cause, and stimulate race wars. I'm tired of these people that sit in the White House that make people in the hood, make folks in the suburbs look like they're our problem so that we don't fix our own problems and we're going to wait for a lifetime for somebody else to fix it. I'm tired of the fighting. I'm tired of the segregation. I'm tired of it. I'm tired that our federal government will fund hate and discourage love. I'm tired of it. The Bible says that when the wicked are in power, that the people suffer. And that's why I decided, I made a decision that I'm going to run for governor of my state, the great state of Connecticut. I'm here to tell you that it's one thing to be tired, but there's another thing called waking up. Now, I believe that we are a country that was founded on faith. I believe every Muslim, every Jew, I believe every person that's Hindu, every single person has the right to believe. I believe that if you don't want to believe, that you got a right to not believe. And that government can't tell us what to believe. But I also am here as an oracle of God, someone who's not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm fully awoke because the one that redeemed me, one day he was tired and he took a nap. Three days later, he said, if I stay sleeping, the world's gonna remain in the same condition. So I compel you to do what my Savior did. What I'm going to do, I'm not staying tired anymore. I'm waking up. And this time, I promise you, we ain't going back to sleep no more. God bless you, and God bless these United States of America. Let's reclaim our country. Dr. Aaron Lewis. I'm very pleased to welcome our next speaker to the stage. She's received her PhD in cellular, bio cellular and molecular biology from the University of Michigan. She spent thousands of hours investigating how vaccines caused injury to the body. Please welcome Dr. Christina Parks. Thank you. As an African-American, I come here as one of the most vaccine-hesitant groups. In fact, that all, the only other group that comes near that are PhDs in the biomedical sciences. Because we know that life is complex, and we don't know everything and we're not arrogant enough to think that our science is comparable to God. 
African Americans have been marginalized in this country, and we've literally been experimented on. And Dr. Uh, and uh, Brother Rizzo really looked at that when he did his speech. But what he referred to, he didn't elucidate the whole thing. He talked about what Bobby Kennedy brought to him, and what Bobby Kennedy brought to him was that in 2002, the CDC did the experiment, you know, the autism experiment. Does the MMR cause autism? So they, they looked at vaccinated kids that were vaccinated on time and those that were vaccinated late, and they didn't expect to find anything, except they did. They found that African-American boys that were vaccinated on time had 336% um, more diagnosis of autism than the general populace. And so what did they do? Did they say, hey, why is this? Let's get some scientists in here and study this. Let's halt the program. Let's figure this out. No, they kept vaccinating our boys and they shredded the data. It is 20 years later. How many of our black boys' brains have been destroyed because of the CDC's negligence and their criminal activity? And now, now they want us to inject experimental gene therapy. We don't want their fucking vaccine. Seventy percent of African Americans have not taken this vaccine. Does that mean seventy percent of us will be excluded from the workforce, from education? Why don't they just tell us we can't read anymore? <laughs> and these, as we know, have not been tested for their effects on fertility or on cancer. But that's not why I'm here, because we know that this is not about health. We know that the entire vaccine program is not about safety. It, the vaccine program is built on an unholy alliance of greed, control, and death. So today, I'm announcing that we are going to counter their unholy alliance with one that is holy. Today, I'm announcing we are building a coalition of doctors and scientists to address vaccine injury. Yesterday was our first meeting, and I can't tell you how excited these doctors are. They call me up, these scientists, they talk for hours. Our alliance is going to be named VITA. It means life. Vaccine Injury Treatment Alliance. So if you have long-haul COVID, if you have been um, injured by a COVID vaccine, if you've been injured by a DTaP vaccine, if you've been injured by an MMR vaccine, we hear you. We see your pain. You are not a nameless person. You are my friends. I spent four hours with McDowell's talking about why they're triplets. All three of them regressed into autism in 24 hours after one vaccine. I talked to Nick Gauthier and his wife trying to figure out if there was possibly a way he would not have to go to the hospital yet again saying goodbye to his children, not knowing if he would come back home after one Tdap vaccine. We hear you. We see you, and we are going to storm the gates of hell to get you the help you need. Let's be clear, this is a war, but that's okay. We're warriors. 
and we will not stop fighting for truth, for scientific integrity, and for life. Thank you. Dr. Christina Parks. Are y'all having a good time? Would you like to go all night? Well, we're told that power's gonna be cut at 3.30 sharp, so we're gonna pack as much in as we can in the next 20 minutes or so. Starting with our next speaker, he is a best-selling author and political commentator on PragerU. You know him and love him. Please welcome Will Witt. Thank you, everyone. I actually, us people from California aren't doing too well right now. That's, that's for sure. But I brought a little gift for the politicians in Washington. This is the Constitution. I don't know if many of them have actually seen this before, but if any of them are watching, uh, I would love for them to take a look at this. What has gone wrong in America? I understand that we know the scientific facts. We know the information. We know the plan. But why does it seem like things here in America, around the world, they continue to get worse? It's because America has turned away from truth, and we've turned away from God. I know a lot of people, they'll look at praying, and they'll look at how we respond to the things around us, and they'll say, praying is antiquated, and that's something in the past, you know, we don't have to do that anymore. And I remind them of Harriet Tubman. Harriet Tubman would put a pistol in her pocket, when she was saving the slaves, and when she didn't know where to go, she would get on her knees and she would pray to God and she would ask him. It's an incredible story. And that's the future of this country, that we have to take God back. Yes. We have to make God great again. That is the number one thing. And I understand that people are going to call us all sorts of things to say terrible things about me every single day, but I'm a big fan of unpopular opinions. I love unpopular opinions because unpopular opinions are the ideas that made America. Think about the founding fathers, this handful of men who came and said, we have this radical idea to get away from the British Empire. They would be censored on Twitter nowadays if they were around. But they had this radical idea and they made the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, and they did it, despite what everyone else said. You have to be fine with being hated for the things that you believe. God did not say that we are going to have an easy life. He said that he, he gives you the strength to take on all the difficulties that we have. So when we have the facts and we have the information, none of this matters if we don't actually go out of our way to present the truth to other people and fight back. Winston Churchill said courage is the most important virtue because all the other virtues rely on it. This is the time now more than ever for us to be brave, for us to fight back and push for everything that we believe in. God bless you guys. God bless America and God bless freedom around the world. Thank you. Will Witt, everybody. Our next speaker is an economics justice activist from Minnesota. Please welcome Treherne Cruz. Wow. Give yourselves a hand, a round of applause for standing up for medical freedom. 
We're here today, not as Democrats, not as Republicans, but we're here united to stand up against vaccine passports and vaccine mandates. The vaccine passports and the vaccine mandates take us back to the days of segregation. Back to the days of separate water fountains, separate schools, separate restaurants. You shouldn't have to you if you shouldn't have to be vaccinated to be able to eat. You shouldn't have to be vaccinated to be able to be able to work, to be able to make a living. That's unconstitutional. Americans, we believe in people over profits. But the pharmaceutical company doesn't have the same values. Since 2020, just in 2020 alone, the pharmaceutical companies have made $1.27 trillion. In, this, in the fourth quarter, Pfizer alone has made $13 billion. Johnson & Johnson, $14.7 billion. Biotech, Moderna are all making, this year projected to make $34 billion. That's $93.5 billion a day. So we believe in people over profits and the vaccine are killing people. So let's stay together, let's stay united and keep pushing, keep um, fighting together for one of the biggest movements in, 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 a, in the world right now, and that is the movement for medical freedom. God bless you all. Mr. Cruz, everybody. Our next speaker is a comedian with over 50 million video views online. I'm a fan of his. He does a better impression of Fauci than Fauci does. Please welcome Tyler Fisher to the stage. JP, everybody, thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, so grateful you all came out. I am a little ashamed of you because as you know, you should be sitting down because COVID does not infect the immune system when you're sitting. So please sit down and take out a cheeseburger and do the right thing. And put a mask on that man. His droplets are huge. But this is a great peaceful protest. So peaceful, so great, so strong. So strong. Or in the words of Joe Biden, where am I? Come on, man, come on. Take the jab, do what I want. You know, this thing will never end with Fauci. He wants it to go on forever and ever and ever. First, it was masks don't work. They don't work. Actually, you should wear two masks. Let's make it three. You should wear a mask in the shower so droplets don't go through the drain in your neighbor's toilet, infecting them through the anus. When is it gonna end, Fauci? When? I'd say maybe one to three to 70 years. We can start thinking about the idea of pondering the possibility of maybe perhaps reopening, but probably not. Guys, uh, comedy is being shadow banned and censored, so go on YouTube, check my stuff out, spread it out, and watch JP. I love you. You guys are the heroes. Thank you.
Thank you, Tyler Fisher. We love you. In front of you, you are now seeing your National Fire Service taking the stage. Firefighters from across the nation and globe have united to fight against these mandates. Please give it up for our brave heroes, ladies and gentlemen. America, you're looking at firefighters from Los Angeles, from New York, from Washington, D.C., from Florida, South Carolina. The Australians are watching. Sweden, Belgium, Germany, all firefighters. This is about leadership. Ready, gentlemen, ladies, three, two, one. Three, two, one. Three, two, one. I need the crowd to follow the lead. Three, two, one. No mandates. Three, two, one. No mandates. All right, welcome everybody. I'm Rick Sterl, Operation Freedom of Choice, Florida Firefighters. I stand here proud with firefighters from across the United States, our beautiful country. The firefighters that serve you every day. These firefighters right now, all of us, have been forced, some that are out of work right now, and can't work because of our the mandate requirements. We're the firefighters that rush into your house when your house is on fire and you're danger, and you need us there. We're here for you, and we need you to fight for us. Our firefighters put their lives on the line every day. We don't discriminate who we're gonna help. We don't question who we're gonna help. We're there for you, and we need you to go with the mandates to stop so our firefighters can go to work. Some of the firefighters you see in front of us are out of work because they refuse to get the vaccine. This means you have units out of service, firehouses out of service and closed, and these are the ones that 